0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. This is a special week, two episodes this week, a Tuesday and a Thursday. So Tom got the Thursday slot. I'm really excited to have him. It's Tom Ross. You might know him from Design Cuts or from I'm Totally Fangirling on uh, Honest Designers Podcast, but it is one of my favorites. I laugh out loud. I walk around this park near my house and I literally will say, Uh, That is so true. And I'll talk out loud listening to this podcast. So Tom, I can't wait to pick your brain a little bit. And I'm glad everybody's here. Maybe Thursday, this time might be a little bit better uh, time because we got a lot of people in the chat. So tell us where you're from. And Tom, thanks so much for being here.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, Diane. And uh, it's an honor, to be honest, to follow Matt, who you had on Tuesday, because I know him on Instagram. He's very very talented i wish i had half his talent i wish he, i had 10 percent of his talent
0: he is but you're way talented as well he is so <laughs> nice i know that you and him have talked as well it was i i just feel like at the end of the week i'll have this great accent because i've talked to, <laughs> to great people and these are different continents people so tom is south of london Mm-hmm. Um, and it is five thirty p.m right there now it
1: is I'm sat in a, uh, a big design cuts office and I made everyone go home including the stragglers um, so yeah you've got me all to yourself
0: <laughs> well so we're we're ready and we're gonna just dig in so um, Amy is also from North Carolina just so you know I kind of already went through so if you come early I try to introduce you to the host but Amy is a Long time listener. I think she's been listening for like five years, and wow. she comes every week, so it's great. And she also loves the Honest Designers podcast too.
1: Thank you very much, Amy. Appreciate it. How and long she, have you been doing this show, Diane?
0: Five years. Wow. So
1: in June it was five years. So you're like a veteran on the uh, podcasting scene. Yeah, I, I have. No do make it that long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it is a little bit. I have like a little. Um, a wheelchair on my mic, you know, like yeah. a, a, whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding, not really. What do you, you call those? Together. <laughs> you
0: know, like <laughs> a a walker.
1: A Zimmer frame.
0: Is that what y'all call them?
1: Yeah. A what? Like a Zimmer frame, like the old person's walker. Day. I think that's what that <laughs> that's is.
0: That's way better than what we <laughs> call them. We call them walkers, and they have tennis balls on the bottom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of Rick Grimes when he say walkers. <laughs> a little walker it, dead for you.
0: Yeah right. Okay, so um, so everybody in the chat is um super loving the Honest Designers. We're gonna get that into that in the next question. So, but question one is really how Design Cuts got started, and just give us a, a kind of a brief. And then it, Design Cuts is these bundles, right? You can it's not just bundles; you can buy lots of different products, um, tools that designers could use. So it's a great, great resource. Yeah. But you also have been, and I've been able to share some of these with some of y'all is that these huge discounts on some wickedly awesome fonts, right? Well, or or lots of other things, but recently Mm -hmm. the birthday bundle was a bunch of whole whole bunch of fonts, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so I couldn't have put it better myself to be (laughs) honest, but, uh, we, we started, we've just had four years old. Um, so we started four years ago and it was very much on the bundle scene. And to be honest, I just looked around and I didn't really like how other people were doing it. So I'm not going to name names, but I kind of looked around and I thought, well, people aren't really pushing things as far as they could go for the customer. It seemed like a kind of... Am I allowed to swear? Oh, oh it,
0: well, you can say ass and maybe. Yeah, I was going to say that. But
1: Ooh, okay. We're,
0: we kind of right. keep it um,
1: PG thirteen. Pretty pity
0: PG. Yes. Oh, okay. sorry. Well, I forgot well, I to go
1: over that. It, it, it felt like a bit of a half-assed effort. <laughs> um, what I was seeing. And so, um, that, that was really where design cuts came from. I, I looked at the market and I thought, yeah, we can do better than that. And so that was kind of in every area. And, and I don't want to sound cocky with that, but I, I just looked at it and thought someone needs to be doing a better job here. They need to be providing a higher quality. They need to be providing better discounts because I'm sure if they put the effort in and, and negotiated harder, and worked more closely with building relationships with designers. I'm sure that is possible. And they should be doing better customer support because I didn't really like what I was seeing there. And people were doing stuff like outsourcing their support mm-hmm. across the world. And it was out of their hands and that kind of thing. So in every area, um, I kind of looked at it and I was like, this should be done differently.
0: Because you were using these products from other sites and you were, mm-hmm. there was some frustration on the other end, like from you as a customer?
1: Uh, Well, we're certainly within the the bundle world and being able to get stuff at more affordable prices. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was familiar with it. I had bought some myself and I just hadn't really loved the experience. And so I was like, why don't we try it differently? And then it was just a lot of hard work. So So it was, yeah.
0: That's business stuff. So, But you come at this as a designer, right? You were a web designer?
1: Yeah, I was a freelance designer for... As long as I can remember, I I started when I was 12, um, kind of tinkering with this stuff and making very, very small money. I've talked about this on the Honest Designers show, but it would be stuff like entering design contests, just picking up like little $5 work where I could. and You know, many people seem to start with those formative years. Um, So, yeah, I was able to channel a lot of that. So I, I worked as a freelancer for many years then i started doing stuff like i worked as technical editor on a photoshop book which got released and kind of dabbled in some things like that then i uh, launched a fairly successful photoshop blog and then from there it kind of was a stepping stone to design cuts so a lot of it was like learning your craft learning the industry making the relationships it certainly wasn't like out of nowhere I'd done nothing in the industry and suddenly design cuts is born. I, uh, it's one of those, you know, when you're in something you kind of don't know how it's going to help you in the future. But Mm -hmm. when you look back, you're like, ah, so, you know, all those random nights like up chatting on MSN or whatever you're like now it kind of pays off because you put the time in. I think that's that's so important.
0: So then, so you start this alone or did you have some friends that you did this with or what?
1: Yeah, so I've got um, co-directors um, who started the company with me, but it was kind of my baby that I came to them with. Um, and through some various connections, I ended up in a room where it was like, "We have complementary skills. Maybe we can do something together." But to be honest, it was almost like a um, you've got Dragons Den or Shark Tank. I think you call it. Yeah, Shark Tank. Uh huh. Yeah, it was almost a bit like that, where I was just like this uh, this kid who was like. Hey guys, like, uh, got an idea. Like maybe we can do something here. Um, but yeah, everyone kind of bought into that concept. Uh, and then, yeah, we just, just worked. We so worked. was it
0: working as a side project or did you get funding? Did you go to some place like Shark Tank to get uh, funding?
1: Uh, so it was neither. Um, it was, for me anyway, my, my co-directors kind of had some other stuff going on. So I guess for them, it was, it was a side project. Um, but for me, I basically, um, worked on it full time, uh, for about 18 months, uh, six months before launch. And then a year after launch, um, didn't really take any salary or anything like that. Uh, lived on a pittance, lived with my parents still, uh, and my mother-in-law and so on. And, yeah, no, no investment. We've never had investors and that's something I'm very, very firm on. Like I can see all the benefits, but I also hate the, I hate the loss of control. I hate how your mm-hmm. culture often suffers. I hate uh, how your long-term vision gets shortened into like quarterly profits and appeasing your investors. So I'm very happy that we're like a scrappy bootstrapped startup. I, I love that. I think it, you know, at times it hurts cause I wish we could do more and hire 20 more people and execute quicker. But ultimately, I would never sacrifice what we have.
0: Well, so so that's the part I love is also is that you kind of did this. So you were working off salary uh, savings that you had made, plus you were you were living, and, and yeah. you really like y'all talked about this on Honest Designers that you really kind of like. I guess I mean you're pretty skinny now. I mean <laughs> I've just seen you from the top up, but but you know I mean you're I guess you you I mean you work too much, right?
1: Yeah, Maybe. um so so obviously this is just the cool and from here down it's just pure muscle. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just out of shot. Um uh, but, but um but yeah, like I I worked a hundred hours a week mm. for 18 months. Um I ended up putting myself in the hospital, being in like a really, really bad way after that. Um but it's kind of, it's what it took to get it off the ground. And then you kind of learn to find balance somewhere along the line. Right.
0: But that was part of that. That wasn't like the freelance before. That no, was part no, of no. the I, sacrifice you gave for design cuts.
1: Yes. I thought I knew hard work, but I did not. I didn't know anything, <laughs> anything like this.
0: Well, it's a ton of different stuff when you're making connections, but really it's a lot of it. And what we're really focusing on today is that you've been, and Dustin gave you such a good compliment. He's like, he's so loyal. I was like, give me like three words that describe Tom. And he's like, he's loyal. He keeps his promises. And he, um, and just really passionate about building community and, and building long-term relationships is what he said, which is what a community is, you know, and that, like he feels like you're invested in him. And I think that that mm. is a amazing thing because I bet a ton of people that you partner with and that mm-hmm. you work with feel that because you do, either, so. even in your like Instagram, your, um, daily comms, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. But you really, you talk about that and just that you're sharing things, the tips that you're giving, um, the openness and the um, honesty I think that you're sharing is also part of that and building those real, authentic, long-term relationships with people.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a cornerstone, I would say. It was it was there right at the start. It's very crucial. It's a, a big part of how we built the community and the partners and the business. And so, yeah, I, I want to hold on to that as much as possible. So, so that's sweet of Dustin. I'm going to have to give him less of a hard time now. <laughs>
0: he did he was he really um talked super highly of you and I know you're a good friend
1: yeah I'm uh I'm desperate to meet up in real life with him (laughs) I know I can't we keep talking about this yeah I know
0: I can't wait for y'all to I think you guys should all come to a conference
1: like I love this live video is great but I need to get you a beer or something when I see you
0: (laughs) well so all right so here we go I would love to also just so you know all right so um, how did you start developing relationships? Like, so the guys that you were code, your co-directors were those people mm-hmm. you knew in school that they, you know, were these just people that you had met doing design things or, mm-hmm. because that's where it starts. Right. And those people kind of, you have to have them, everybody has to be on that same page within the company, the other mm-hmm. people that are starting.
1: Uh, no, not at all. I had never met them. It was, um, I won't get into too much background here, but I'd kind of like fallen on some unfortunate tough times myself. Um, and pulling myself out of that and trying to kind of be ambitious with the new dreams and so on. Uh, I ended up in this meeting and I think it was through like a friend of a friend's family members business <laughs> connection kind of thing. Like it was pretty vague. It wasn't like my best friend hooked me up kind of right, thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, like literally it happened like that. And then it was just one of those where obviously you gel and everyone makes the correct impression on one another and you think, yeah, we can do something here and everyone kind of trusted each other.
0: All right. So that that's, I think it's a good foundation, but I, I guess I want people to know that it doesn't have to be your best friend. It doesn't have to be these people that are critical already in your life that you might, it's, it's saying yes to some, maybe some opportunities that you don't really know what's going to come out of them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: All right. So you have this side project that I love the honest designer show. Um, and because I've, I've listened from the beginning cause I'm a big fan of Dustin as well. So I feel like y'all are my friends. Like the only one I don't know really is Lisa and I've stalked her even. Um, and I bought her products cause I think she's just amazing. Um, sure. but y'all have a great feel on the podcast. And so this is one thing I don't know why I've never asked Dustin this, but, um, because I think it was a mastermind group, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I originally organized it with the four of them. and
0: How? How did you? That's number three. But okay. so how did that start? And then we'll go to turning it into a podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I, I emailed them. Like We were, we were pretty close um, already with email relationships and working together. They were three of our top designers, some of the most talented people we work with. Um, and I, am going to be completely honest with you here. And this is something I haven't told them, but I think it's okay. Um, I think it's okay to make savvy business moves and to be nice and genuine Mm. all at the same time. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And so my main motivation was that I'd done masterminds before I wanted a new one. I wanted a more creative one. We all had complementary skills and that kind of thing. And so that's why I wanted to do it. But also in the back of my head, I I thought, well, these are really talented people we work with. We have a great relationship, but I'm sure if I jump on a weekly call with them, that relationship is going to get a whole lot closer and a whole lot better. And it has because they've gone from just being designers we work with to truly being friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And that is the dream. When you work with friends and you have partners who are friends, everything gets easier. And it opens so many doors. And so that wasn't the main motivation, but I kind of had a feeling it would happen. And it well, did. And that was really rewarding.
0: So with masterminds in the past, um, yeah. do you still meet with other mastermind groups?
1: I don't. Um, i had done some before and not, not loads. I think I've done two before and um, it had been great, but I think you can feel when it really clicks. Mm-hmm. And this one has clicked the most. And there were some where people would perhaps be at different levels, which was fine, but there was some where I kind of ended up just giving like consultancy for people which right. I love and it's very rewarding, but I think now we're all at similar levels. We all do very different, but complementary things and it just really gels well and personalities kind of fit well.
0: So just in case somebody hasn't heard about it, I kind of want to take, cause one of the things I like is that you kind of come at it um, from a design background, but you have a lot of business. And so it, a lot of it has to do with relationships because you're building relationships. You're the type of work you do. You have a lot of knowledge from being a freelancer. But then Lisa has – she's an amazing illustrator, and she sells her products as well. But then kind of that that's the, the scene that kind of ties you all together is that you have these products that you sell. But it, yeah. the show isn't just about that. Like that's just – it doesn't even come up every issue except all the money that Lisa is making, right, <laughs> that's outside of the window of the <laughs> – picture in the screen recording right
1: which I love I keep seeing comments where people are quoting inside jokes and I I love that this is catching on
0: but that's what it that's what it feels like it feels like we're part of it and I think that is um it's it's really hard to create that inside and you know I don't really know how you've done it I don't know if it's that you do that you're kind of getting to know them better at the Mm. same time as we're getting to know y'all but it's, it's beautiful because I do feel like there's a ton of inside, like you can tell when Ian's not paying attention, you're like, <laughs> Ian, hey man, what do you think about this? And he's like, oh, sorry, you know, and you just have this idea of, uh, but there are, there's so many kind of little jokes and the, uh, when she says breakdown, down, <laughs> and break it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Right. And I just think that those things are just so funny, because I think you've included us in the beginning. And when Mm -hmm. Dustin doesn't pop into his beatbox, right, Um, or whatever, quick enough, y'all kind of give him a hard time. So I I love that part. And it does really feel... and so I don't know if there's been like you've been to things and then people have come up and you're like, oh, man, you're Tom from, just, I, you know.
1: From- I, I haven't because I never leave the house um, by the sound <laughs> of it. I, I've heard this from Dustin. I think he is the most prolific conference attender. And he's done a few. And he says people come up and, and recognize him and say hi uh, based on The Honest Designer Show more than anything he's ever done. And he's like kind of staggered by it. And I just find that crazy and so, so humbling for all of us. I don't think I've ever been to a design conference, which is shocking. This is like top of my list. Like I'm going to do a bunch in the next year. Okay. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, I, I feel embarrassed really that I, I haven't got out there and done that. <laughs> um,
0: it, I think I think you'll really enjoy, because I think you've created um, where y'all don't always know all the answers. And you yeah. might not have all the answers, but you're going to ask Lisa or ask Ian or and you really do build each other up a lot. So Ian is a letterer. He's also kind of in the London area. And then, yeah. and then uh, Lisa's in South Africa. So everybody sounds awesome except Dustin. I told him <laughs> he should try to. He's like, I can't even do it. It's. Just I, I, I love bad.
1: Dustin's voice. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, um, I mentioned it earlier, we haven't actually met in person outside of, I've met Ian because um, he's nearby-ish. Um, and Ian's met Dustin.
0: And I've met Ian.
1: Because Ian's gone to Creative South. Yeah. Ah, amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, Yeah. lovely guy. Taller than you might expect. He
0: is. As as is
1: Dustin, apparently. He's a giant, which I had no idea. Um, I think Ian's taller
0: than Dustin.
1: Is he? Okay, good to know. I have to tease him about that. But um, (laughs) Our dream, and I think we've mentioned this on the podcast, is we want to sit on a panel at a conference. We want to do like a live podcast and basically... Just take the piss out of each other, try and provide value, um, and just get out there and meet people. And yeah, I'm I'm so keen for that. I think it would be hilarious.
0: So Kent and Doc and Brian all are like 2018 creative south, and I'm like, Amen. Well, that's my yeah. vote as well.
1: <laughs> we're, we're trying to work on this. We're we're actually trying to talk to some people involved because I would love to organise that.
0: I think that would be awesome.
1: That would be terrific. So, And we've established, by the way, uh, Lisa and I would be the drunk ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, Justin and Ian are kind of living a life of sobriety. Every time Lisa's there with a big glass of wine. and
0: <laughs> So there was a um, – you posted a, a little snippet yesterday, and it was like um, – Dustin had this really big pencil and she was laughing cause he had just said size does matter. And then she's with her wine. And, um, anyway, it was, it was really fun that it, it feels nice that you've included everybody else in that. So it, it's a really beautiful thing. And I say beautiful in a way because it, it really does feel like we're part of it. And I think that that's a, it's rare because a lot of time, and that's why I love, doing design recharge live. Cause I hope everybody feels like they're part of this conversation. We're both reading the comments as they come in and um, things like that. So, but to me, I just think what you've done is terrific. And I love that you keep doing new little things like that yesterday. I don't know if you've done that before. Maybe I just caught it yesterday, but that was terrific. Like it was a little snippet from y'all's recording well, yesterday. Yeah,
1: Behind the scenes. Um, yeah, we're going to do a lot more of that stuff, to be honest. Um, I, I want to make it bigger than it is. Right now, we're just trying to stay as consistent as possible and try and provide value. But truly, I think the reason it seems authentic is because it's like a therapy session for the four of us. We, in fact, it was a lot darker before we started broadcasting it because we got a lot of the really dark stuff out. Because when we first started talking, it went from like, hey, we're going to help each other, like all this like, child-like optimism. And before you knew it, we were all just getting the stuff off our chest. It's like, oh, I thought that was only me. And like, mm. oh, I've been like struggling with this psychological torment and all. And it really got like pretty heavy. And then once we got that out, our system, we just enjoyed like kept on talking about stuff. And then we finally reached a point and we're like, you know what? Why don't we put this out there? And we thought maybe people could pay for this, um, but we had no interest in that. So we're like, why don't we put it out for free? And then we put it out as a video recording uh, which was a terrible idea on my part. So we kind of recorded the hangout and we were releasing it on our Facebook page. But funny enough, no one wants to sit and watch an hour long video on Facebook Um, and the Facebook algorithm hated it and stuff. So, you know, we started getting some initial feedback and, and good response, but very, very limited. And then it reached a point I went, hold on, this is so much more suited for audio format. And so we launched it properly as a podcast and that's where it kind of took off nicely. And now it's, you know, it's had a few hundred thousand downloads and it's just blown my mind. Like,
0: yeah. You guys have had, that's awesome. You've had such huge success going to the podcast format, I think is terrific. So who made that decision? Like, was it something, um, so just so you know, Tom it's creative South. Diane and I both are on staff. I would love to connect. I'll get Diane to put us in touch. So I'm on, I'm the volunteer coordinator, I think still. Um, unless they fired me and I have a new position, um, yeah.
1: that, that would be crazy and very, very appreciated. And I would love to have that conversation with you guys.
0: Okay, well, we will. So we'll get you in touch sure. with the right people too.
1: Pre- pre- appreciate it, Jason.
0: <laughs> so, I, I mean, I have such terrible ADD. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. But any, so going back, so who was who said, "Hey, you know what? We're really giving such great information. I think it would be helpful to." share this stuff
1: mm-hmm. um i don't think the t- the guys and and girl um would mind <laughs> me saying this but i've kind of been kind of managed the podcast i guess um and been a bit of the organizer so um we we generally launch it on our platforms at design cuts to give it more reach and then we all share it on social media right um but yeah like typically i, I yeah i think i kind of got it together and then moved it over to a podcast format and various bits like that.
0: Cause you have uh, somebody on staff that's editing it, right? You're not sitting there editing uh, it.
1: Um, yeah, now, now we, do. now <laughs> we've got, we've got our lovely, uh, social media manager doing show notes. We have our incredible video audio guy editing it and it, it's almost like a, a proper podcast. Uh, it is. Which, <laughs> yeah, we've had so many, so many things over the years with, um, the company where we look back and just think i can't believe how scrappy and unprofessional we used to be but (laughs) you you have to kind of iterate over time i think
0: so well i mean sometimes i love it so i love the format i love what you deliver so one of the things i love is that you always kind of have a theme like for the episode hey we're going to talk about this today Mm -hmm. um as you go from mastermind, was that kind of how your mastermind group was? How often would you meet for the mastermind? And what? how is it really different than what the podcast is?
1: Sure. So uh, the mastermind, we didn't have a topic. We did it where each one of us would bring one thing, which we needed help with the most. Um, so it would be all kinds of stuff. And and again, the complementary skills really right. played out well there. So we would have uh, often Lisa kind of, social media isn't perhaps her forte well she is actually great with it but you know she doesn't feel that confident with it always so she'd ask about that and then ian might jump in because he's the master at social media and um often it would be about community and customer service and stuff and then i'd kind of jump in and, and so we'd all help each other out um when we started started doing it as a podcast we tried to keep that format and i think the first episode was something like humble beginnings and mm-hmm. ha- how we all got started and it didn't actually really work very well because we took it in turns. So I was like, so Ian, you talk for 15 minutes about how you got started. And then Lisa, you tell your story. And pretty quickly we worked out. We're like, this is way better when we just talk crap and <laughs> engage and interact with each other and have a laugh. It's, it's more natural, like a conversation. It was very stilted when we just took, took turns and right. did it that way. Um, so we figured that out pretty quick. And then yeah, now we basically just jump on once a week still make fun of each other hopefully dispense (laughs) a modicum of wisdom somewhere in the depths of that um yeah
0: you kind of go from doing um people sending in questions and Mm -hmm. you answering those like you'll take three or so questions for an episode because really you think really that's all y'all can really because you're going into these questions pretty deep like if somebody has a question you're you're not just like the answer is yes
1: (laughs) Concision is not a strong point of ours (laughs) i can assure you uh, every time we'd be like, yeah, we we'll just spend five minutes on this. And then we, we've had some where we line up like eight questions. We get three down and be like, okay, we need to need to head to dinner. Otherwise our spouses and partners are going to murder us.
0: Right. <laughs> so, but then you also have themes. So it's like the episode is going to be talking about the bad parts about being a designer or the good mm-hmm. parts about being a designer. And I thought that that was a really Fun show, and I know the only other thing I can think of that comes in is Ian's electrician or his builder friend, right? That always yeah. comes in too, which I think Corporate is builder. great. Yeah, Bob <laughs> the builder. So from the mastermind, you guys go and, um, is this ever gonna be something like, you have your own URL, but it goes back to a page on design cuts. Is that ever something that's going to be its own entity? I know I'm that one, one of the questions. i glad you asked.
1: Um, we are, we're kind of keeping it as an umbrella at Design Cuts purely for exposure. Um, but right now it's like nestled within our tutorial section, which is no good. So we have built a kind of mini site where it has some of the same header design as Design Cuts, but it all goes on its design as red. So it kind of feels like its own site. And then we're going to throw a main navigation link in the top menu because I think it is an important thing and we get so much great feedback and um yeah it's got a whole like custom design site now and i'm the only bottleneck it's on my to-do list but um i need to manually migrate every episode we've ever done and it will take like half a day to do it
0: so what about like um social media or because i think there's a honest designer twitter
1: uh no there isn't we all just use our own platforms
0: yeah okay Uh, yeah because it's too, oops, it's too, I just threw my pin, sorry. It's too <laughs> hard to, way. then who does it, right? Who's leading it this week and who's, because it's maybe just too, you don't know who you're getting, maybe if you.
1: Yeah, it's one of those, like quite often we we know a lot of stuff we should be doing. It's always a matter of time. Um, right. We're all super busy with our main projects, running companies, right. websites and all kinds of communities. So um i'm happy to say now at design cuts we just uh, employed a full-time marketing manager and one part of his job is going to be pushing the podcast and doing a better job with that so cool. we are getting there but again i'm sure we'll look back in a year's time and be like i can't believe that's how we operated
0: <laughs> so how long have you been doing the mastermind so how long have y'all been getting to know each other
1: like not that long. Um, I, I don't know how long the podcast has been going. Six months or so, maybe. Yeah, six
0: months probably, the podcast. Yeah. But what about how long were you meeting before?
1: Yeah, so before, really, as I say, not very long, like a month or two. Oh, really? Months. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed
0: like... like you guys were <laughs> much, like you'd been meeting for a year, and then you no, finally no. were like, let's do this.
1: No, I did maybe a couple of months.
0: Really? Think, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, if memory serves. Um, yeah
0: so how hard is it to get four people two are the only only two are in the same time zone and then you've got Mm -hmm. lisa in a whole nother hemisphere right of the world so it's when it's summer for us tom it's winter for her right (laughs)
1: there is that but she's quite easy because she's an hour ahead of me oh okay it's more dust than when he's waking up (laughs) bleary-eyed with morning coffee
0: and then his nap time you can't cut into that nap. the man loves a nap Hey, it works for him. I think that's terrific. Um, but I already knew that about Dustin, but I think it's good that you guys give him a little bit of a hard time about it. Um, So where do you get these topics? Are you kind of coming up with these or is Ian over there while he's not paying attention, he's just writing new, um, beautiful, like idea lists of <laughs> topics.
1: Um, I think I come up with most of them. Um, I'll just keep seeing comments pop up, up here. Um, thanks, Ken. Appreciate you tuning in. And uh everyone on the call, whether you're you're here or jumping on and off, like seriously hit me up um on Instagram or whatever. I would love to chat personally with everyone on this show. It's yeah, just humbling to have you here. Um so Oh, sorry, I've lost track of the question. So me, <laughs> I, it happened to me, so it could happen to you. So um,
0: yeah. I w- it was about topics. So Topic, are these yeah, things yeah, so. that you're getting from, like the Design Cuts community, or that you're seeing from the designers that are at Design Cuts, or the people mm-hmm. that you work with? How are you coming up? Because they're really good topics.
1: Uh, yeah, we just kind of brainstorm together. Um, I, I think probably i come up with most of them, because it is surprisingly tough with all our busy email inboxes to kind of coordinate that. So normally I'm like, what do you guys think of this? And then it'll be like, yeah. Or some weeks we'll jump on and be like, we have nothing to talk about because we're <laughs> not very organized. Um, so we have to kind of think of something on the spot or uh we're, you know, we've had a few guests on and that's more structured, or we all put out feelers on social media and all get questions and we've got shared Google Docs so we combine them, we pick out our favorites how nice so there's no real structure to it when you actually had me on your show today the whole build-up of that i was kind of looking at it being like this is how it should be done although that's probably five years worth of experience like.
0: but it's a <laughs> template you know like i've created this thing and now it's on a something i can just rinse and repeat rinse and repeat yes. you know
1: yeah. but very, very wise it
0: makes it a little bit easier but then for anybody who's nervous, it, they get their questions, just so you guys know, they get their questions the, a few days before you get them and then they can say, no, I don't want to answer that question about social media. I don't do social media or whatever. So um, so is that maybe something that you're thinking of do, of creating Is this kind of editorial calendar that you can kind of pull from and that if you have this Google that, Sheet that's kind of
1: that working on? Delightful. Yes, I I think we're going to move. um, We're only just getting ahead, to be honest. We did two episodes this week. Um, We're going to try and do two next week because I think it's very dangerous where it's like, oh, if someone gets sick or something technical goes wrong this week and we don't record, we don't have any in the bank. Right. That always scares me. So right now we're trying to get ahead. But um, yeah, as much as I love the podcast, I love doing it. The organization of it and the constant. We always have technical hiccups. It's like a running joke. We've had guests on it. It takes us like 45 minutes to start recording because <laughs> stuff's going wrong. People's internet connections dropping in and out. It's, it's kind of chaotic. Um, and I would love to say we're getting better. I'm, I'm not sure I can.
0: <laughs> well, just so you know, I've had a great, like Zoom is this platform. And I, I've, had, I've used four, yeah. four, four different platforms and this has definitely been the best. And <laughs> it's, uh, the, the cheap route is like $149 a year. Which is okay. not what I pay because you can't do a webinar like this. But yeah. um, but I, I think mean, that... I'm
1: making a note right now, Diane, because so we are we're on Google Hangouts. Um, I um, did
0: Google Hangouts, and that didn't
1: work for me. Yeah, they're not great, and um, often it's not even us who's at fault, but it will um, it will stop recording your audio. So you're speaking, and this it always seems to happen to me, and I'm like, God, they're kind of rude today, ignoring me, and it's because <laughs> they can't hear me. I end up waving like a madman, and and they're all suddenly going, oh, yeah, we can't hear you. Um, And it happens so often, and it's like you have to quit your browser, restart your whole computer, rejoin the thing. Suddenly it chooses to work, but it's super unreliable. So I've been looking at Zoom and and thinking, yeah, this looks kind of cool. And I just saw some comments here. Jason, I I will check out up here as well. I will too, Jason.
0: I I have done a lot of different ones, and – this has been the most stable, and you can do the gallery view where everybody's on the same screen mm-hmm. and, and that way, you can kind of look at everybody and then if you're away waving, you know I don't know it just
1: nice
0: I like that Ooh, and I nice. haven't had Last any te-
1: nice
0: I haven't had any technical difficulties really in in this so um
1: by, by the way diane i um I couldn't remember from the schedule Is, are we doing any uh q and a with the viewers today or is it more structured? So I always have, away.
0: I always have questions prepared, but anybody can pop in with a question at any time. So if we start okay. talking about something, that's why I'm always trying to um, watch the chat and see. Um, cool. So uh, crew also said zoom is on the top of his list too. I think nice. it just hasn't broken. So yeah. I really appreciate And it's zoom.us and I get mm-hmm. paid nothing. I pay them something you know so it's but i've i've been happy with all the ones i've done i think i've maybe done four or five so do you for the like the tutorials for design cuts do you have those on an editorial calendar or do those just come up as needed
1: um ish so it's like every bundle which we, we have a bundle every two weeks um has a supporting tutorial and i think that's nice it's like here's a little sample for free we're going to show you how to work with it. Give you some ideas. Right. People seem to really enjoy those, so they will come out as the bundles come out because our tutorial editor gets a copy of the bundle, comes up with some ideas, and and produces that. But we're really we're trying to push. I, I want Designcast to be like the go-to place for designers, and I think it is for a lot of them. Um, but we want it to be a very well-rounded community, so not just bundles. You know, we expanded into a wider marketplace to give more options. Then we're doing the podcast. Then we're doing more educational content just trying to provide as much value for people as possible. And then the sense of community as well seems to be a big driver. So all of those things I want to really push as far as they will go where it's like, well, kind of, why would I go anywhere else? Cause this feels like home and this has everything I need. Yeah. That's the dream.
0: Do you think you'll ever – I didn't include this. So if you don't want to answer, just say rooster, and that'll be your safe word, okay? <laughs> uh, what do you, Would you ever want to do, like, classes? So you have these tutorials that are kind of shallow dives maybe, but then mm-hmm. somebody going deeper. Is that something that you think – I mean, that would be really be – like you're kind of combining Skillshare with yeah. the products.
1: Um, Yes, but <laughs> – I'm always aware of differentiation. So I don't want to just be a smaller right. average version of what someone else is doing.
0: Right, so, right, right.
1: Yeah. I've been thinking about this and the answer is yes, but I won't share the details of how I want to do it differently and in a cooler way. Yeah. So well, it, will, it it will be revealed probably next year. But
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's, good.
1: There's, there's something brewing.
0: So how, um, So you're mainly running this company. You're not doing a lot of design. I think you still have your hand in some of it, like art direction, creative direction, kind of the or brainstorming, right?
1: There's creative direction. I miss designing though. I do.
0: So there's a guy who I'm gonna have on, in because I think that that's most people. They get to a point and then there's no time to design. Mm -hmm. And this guy, his name's Bill Beachy, and he has figured it out to still be able to design. Is that the flower people?
1: It is. Have I got five seconds? I don't want to be rude on you. Okay, bear with me. Sorry, Diane.
0: (laughs) Somebody got flowers. It was their anniversary or their birthday or something. So they're knocking at the door, just so you know. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell you guys that so that you didn't think he had told me. And so it's after work. And so I was just going to fill the void here. I'm just telling him why you had to get get the flowers. Uh oh, you're muted. Did you hit mute on your thingy? Is it? Oh, no. Boogers. You're kidding. Can you hear me? Oh, just um, on. maybe is it on your thingy? Did you hit that thing right next to your lips? No. Just unplug it. Just unplug it from the computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can hear you now. That's better.
1: Just leave it undone. Let me try and put the headphones back in. How about now?
0: No. Oh, say something now. Uh,
1: yeah, speaking. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, you can? Great.
0: Yes. Oh, the, and uh, we just, maybe it's you, Tom. Maybe this, you're the
1: technical difficulty. I am cursed. Um, <laughs> is the audio okay? Because I'm not on my uh, my fancier microphone now. Is this fine? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so, so I had to get a delivery, and then I've messed up the sound. This is a true insight <laughs> into the lack of professionalism. <laughs> That is me and the honest designer show.
0: <laughs> well, I, um, I don't edit, so it, I don't have time or people. So anyway, let's get, we'll just keep jumping on. Cause you guys what? edit yours. And if you really had a technical difficulty.
1: Oh, we, but, we do it all the time. We have, um, uh, our guy on the team is called Marco. And the number of times we were recording and we're like, you're going to have to cut that out, Marco. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, uh, I do still think you're a designer and you're designing because you're designing bigger problems, but bigger level problems. So what part of, um, how do you see yourself getting back into design or do you even see that that's something you'll be able to do?
1: Um, I don't think I will be able to do it, to be honest. And Are you
0: okay with that?
1: Yeah, yes and no. I'm kind of happy how it is now. I like creatively directing. Um, I would say I've got a much better eye now than at the start of design cuts because I'm exposed to great designers work every day. Um, And yeah, I, I probably don't miss the freelancing. I I think my heart truly lies in entrepreneurship now, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's always going to be a creative element to it. And I think that's expressed. Like I I will do work. I probably shouldn't be doing regularly uh, like help with preview graphics and, all kinds of stuff. Cause I you just want to have a bit of a hand in it. But, um, yeah, I, I, would rather be doing what I'm doing now than freelancing all of the time. I did that for, as I say, since, since I was 12, but probably for a decade, I did that properly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy doing what I do now.
0: All right. So we only have a few minutes because I know you got to go and I got to go to this thesis thing. So Dustin, again, gave you a huge compliment and just said that you're really community focused. It's, you know, you started working when you were 12. Do you, where did this community kind of like bringing people in and making people feel like they're part of the group? Where did that come from? Was that just a family thing?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'll I'll give you the super quick answer. And by the way, I'm, I'm okay on time if you have Okay. totally understand, but okay. I don't No, want
0: to I'm, I'm anymore. good till,
1: till I, I, 1 I have, PM my time. Okay. 7 I like, PM. I have like 30 minutes. Okay, great. More, so I'm all yours. Um, but yeah, basically I had run, uh, websites and stuff like that. And I think naturally my personality, uh, leans more towards being able to do these communities. But, um, I thought it didn't work in terms of business. Mm. So, what I mean is I, I would run some communities. Um, I had a, a band fan site, for example. This is one, one example. Uh, I was very geeky about a band, which is one of my favorite bands, and I started a fan site, and it turned into this little community hub of people geeking out about this band. And I launched a message board forum to go alongside it, and it hit a quarter of a million posts. And wow. this, was, this was not a big band. This was like, I mean, big-ish, but like certainly not, not huge. Um, but people s- were spending their lives on this thing. So some members had 10,000 posts. Like they literally would not leave the laptop and they spent day and night on it. And we had, there was a couple who, I think she was Australian, he was American and they met in real life and became a real couple and all this crazy stuff was happening. And I thought this is the coolest thing ever. I was like a 15 year old kid, like helping run this community and I thought this is amazing, but of course I made no money from it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't really make money from a banned fan site. And I stupidly took that to mean, oh, so all this community stuff, it feels fluffy and nice and lovely, but that's not business. Business Mm. must be what everyone's telling me to do, which is all the click funnels and all the internet marketing dark world over there. (laughs) So, um, so I kind of went like somewhere between the two. I, I never embraced like the horrible sleazy internet marketing. But I I kind of forced myself to learn a lot of that. I did a blog and got into advertising and then did a membership site on the back of that. And and I started kind of making a bit more money. Um, But what I lacked was the sense of community because I was too focused on the internet marketing stuff. And it wasn't terribly rewarding. I learned a lot through it and I picked up a lot of marketing knowledge, um, but it really wasn't rewarding. And so it was only when I combined the two And it was around the time I started Design Cuts, I'd I'd had some business mentorship and I'd really been kind of quite introspective with what I wanted and and how things should work and what I knew had worked in the past. And I thought about it a lot. So when when I started Design Cuts, I felt so confident that I actually knew the right stuff to focus on. And for me, that was depth of interaction and engagement and community. And that was the big thing that I focused on above everything else. It wasn't sales. It wasn't like any of that stuff. It was like, I'm going to go for that. And then ironically, that led to the biggest sales and upside from a business perspective. And in the startup world of incubators and Y Combinator and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people talk about this when you're, when you're doing a startup, don't think about reaching a hundred thousand customers. Think about reaching 10 Mm -hmm. and making them love your product so much that they tell more people about it. And when you get on that granular kind of one on one level, I love that because it's so much more rewarding. And I would have it with my blog where literally it would be hundreds of thousands of visitors. And it, back in the day, I felt great about that. I thought, cool, I get like, quite a lot of traffic. That's, that's awesome. But none of them really cared. Um, mm. And that, that was really soul-destroying when you realized that. Um, and it was the complete flip side with Design Cuts at the start, certainly, where there were 10 people on our Facebook page and so on and, and 40 people. And I was chatting with them every day and I was making friends with them and I knew all about their life and they knew about mine and building these relationships one person at a time mm-hmm. and just loving building this little community hub. And then obviously you reach a point where, you know, you need to scale that and get more help because you can't cope and, and you don't know, sleep in my case. Um, but that is the way to build community and it's so much more rewarding. And it's perhaps not as sexy in people's eyes as like, mm-hmm you know scale like a hockey stick and get all the you know the the big numbers but you really do start one person at a time and that makes it so much more doable um where if you think you've got whatever product for sale you could go out on the street and you could talk one person and say like hey you want to have a look at this and, and everyone's thinking about the scale they're thinking oh i need to put this out on my facebook page because it's going to reach two thousand people right they don't get a single like so they're thinking about all the width and the The big numbers but they're not focusing on actually saying hey you might be a good fit for this let's chat right
0: i think i think that's a really important thing to say it isn't it is a turtle race it's and it's a relationship it's feeling the ground under your feet instead of just waiting for you to have wings and fly right Mm -hmm. there's a time before a bird can take off right they have these this this time before their wings but they practice right but you're not gonna I don't know. was probably a terrible analogy. Anyway. No, no, I get it. But I think that's really good. And I think it's, for me, I need to hear that because I feel like I'm super thankful that I know these people that are here today. Right. I don't think there's anybody that I don't know or haven't. And most of these people I've physically touched in my life.
1: But this is a perfect example, right? So there's not like thousands of viewers sat on here, but if there were thousands of viewers and they were all quiet, that mm. would suck. It's so much better to have the numbers that we have today. And pretty much everyone on here is commenting. You can tell they're actually engaged and they're watching and they care about you. Uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, you know, yeah, like we, look, Thanks, we all love Kim. you Diane. Like how nice is that? And that's exactly what I mean. Like you've put in the time building relationships I guess,
0: but it's the encouragement. Like I feel like for me, I need to hear that because it does sort of feel like I've done it wrong a lot of times, you know. Um, (laughs) 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 Yeah, Jason always says, he's hilarious. He always says something about, (laughs) I shouldn't be touching people physically.
1: And and I'll tell you another thing is, um, it's also, it matters which people. Hmm. So you could have, two people on here today but if one of them like did open a door to a conference hint, hint um or <laughs> or you know became like a huge partner or just a dear friend or whatever it might be um that's huge mm. and i would take that any day if we had a million viewers right now and, and none of them were speaking or they were all spammy or no one really cared like so what like what right. well, that strokes your ego for a second that you have this crazy audience but But It needs the heart, I think.
0: But it's having an audience and then having friends, I think. And that's what you're focused on, really being somebody who has these – you're a colleague, you're a friend, you're helping them with this. And that's what I I love about the Honest Designers is because it does feel like – you know how sometimes when – okay, the real fangirl, they're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, right? But then it's like, no, like with the way you all have that set up, it's like, hey, I really connected with something you said. And Mm. it doesn't feel like um, a total fangirl on it or boy, whatever. You know, it just feels like, hey, you guys were speaking to me and I relate to that. And I Mm. I loved the Chris Spooner interview, too. I thought that was a really.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy.
0: Yes. And, you know, I had never heard of Spoon Graphics. I mean. I, I clearly am in a hole here in Alabama, but um, I had never. So it's, I always think that, you know, you never know who people, and it, I, I'm not in a hole, right? But I feel like um, there's always going to be somebody new. And I always feel like if you don't introduce somebody in a way that maybe they don't, or they're going to feel like an idiot. Like I know I've listened to podcasts and they're like, well, you know, and they're saying all these things. and I'm like, I'm in the dark, please explain. Mm-hmm. who you are or who this other person you're talking about is and i really i really like i really like that a lot
1: yeah and yeah doc is right he's talking about a thousand true fans that's that's um yeah that's certainly one concept which i support um there's also Seth Godin um who has a concept of uh 10 people where basically if you have an idea and you're looking to see if it's scalable te- tell 10 people and a variety of people so it could some are family some are business contacts some are random whatever if none of them tell a soul then your idea probably doesn't have legs but if some of them at least start telling other people and it begins to spread then you're onto something and then you move forward but people family have a tendency of saying they placate you they're like oh that's a great idea but really the proof is in the results right so they might say that's lovely, sweetheart, but if they don't actually shout it from the rooftops and they truly own the idea, then um then you're probably not onto something.
0: Well, and I think Dustin said that, and since he just came here and he gave some talks at South, um where I live, the and I know y'all have talked about this, the feeling like you're just that person that everybody feels sorry for, like, oh, buddy, good. Keep going, you know, and then you're behind your back, they're like, oh, man, you know, he's just yeah. wasting away his time, right? Um, Jason said he would love to pick your brain about the true fan theory and growth. Um, I, sure. I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm seriously, like, happy for any on-the-spot questions. So anything in particular, Jason?
0: So when let me ask this while he types. Okay. When you started with Design Cuts, you were just – people would com- – come in with questions or they would um where was this on the blog they would do comments or was it more like um Um, it would be customer service
1: yeah so it would be comments on the blog it would be emails in private and social media okay um so where you know you get all these little threads where you might have engagement and um while jason is is possibly typing um something i i did with all our early staff is i would draw a line on the whiteboard and i do zero to ten and I, thank you, Anne, appreciate it. Um, and I would do zero to 10, and I would say like, here is your interaction with a person. Zero is rubbish, zero is like, you don't bother getting back to them. Right. And ten, and 10 is like perfection. And I think what most people consider to be great engagement or fantastic customer service, in my mind, on this harsh scale, is like a five. Because mm. on like 10, we push to crazy limits. So. For me, a ten is someone comments something perhaps a bit innocuous, and they're like, "Hey, like great job! Like I support what you're doing." And I don't go super in depth, but it's a nice comment. Instead of being like, "Ah, oh, thanks, appreciate it," you you engage with them and you start a dialogue and you start a back and forth conversation. Maybe you move it over to email and. Maybe you continue that conversation over a number of weeks. You get to know them. You get to know Mm -hmm. what they care about, what they like, what they don't like. Maybe you jump on a video call like this and maybe you do something nice for them. So they have social media and you begin commenting on their stuff and you leave amazing, nice feedback that makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can see that they're um, in need of a certain type of person to work with. So you introduce someone to them to provide value that way. Uh, Maybe you buy something that they put out. Maybe you learned something about them and you send them a personalized gift with a handwritten note in the post. Like this is going to crazy extreme levels, right? Right, right. Um, And and maybe something bad happens uh, or they suffer a loss in the family or something and you're there for them on, on a supportive note. So that is a very, very extreme version of what can happen from a tiny inception point of just a comment on social media or an email. But that's how far you can take it. And the goal is you try and take it to a 10 or as close to a 10 as you can get with as many people as you can get. And the challenge there is scale because you could commit all of your time and energy Mm -hmm. to wowing one person. But what I say to our team is pretend like this person is our only customer. How well would you treat them? If the entire business Mm -hmm. relied on this one person, how well would you treat them? And then as I say, the thing that's easier said than done is how do you do that with tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah with more difficulty of course but when you have that as the basic mindset that's how you build true engagement is you chase that thing you don't just fob them off or you don't think that's a quick answer or you don't shut down the conversation because you don't want to hear back again you push it as far as it will possibly go and there were running jokes about um people who they couldn't end the conversation they'd thank us and we'd be like Thanks so much for thanking us. We'd kind of have to. <laughs> we'd, we'd always come back. All uh, right. So you
0: got a couple questions over in the chat. Okay. So Doc, and then Brian. Brian had this first, so I'm going to go to Brian's first. So the ten people concept. What if it's an industry specific concept? He's asking because he has an industry specific concept. So, sure. like with design cuts, was that something you told your parents? If your parents weren't in, or your, you know, your say your brother. I don't
1: know if yeah. you have a brother.
0: Do you have a brother? I, I
1: do. I have a younger brother. He's older okay. than me. Sadly.
0: Is he, he's what, taller than you? Taller
1: than me, yeah. Man, everybody's tall. taller than me.
0: <laughs> um, but so, but is he in yeah. the design industry at all?
1: Uh, He's, he's a cameraman. So yeah. creative industry, but not design, sadly. All
0: right. Well, pretend like you have a brother that's an uh, engineer.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure.
0: Would you tell your brother? And if it was like, it, would he be one of the 10 people you would tell? Or if it wasn't industry specific, I, our industry is really wide. You can yeah, yeah. tell a UX designer, you can tell an illustrator, mm-hmm. you know, that has some links. What would you say um, to that?
1: So I, I, it's been a while since I actually read Seth Godin's original version of this. But personally, I think, uh, no, it shouldn't necessarily be the same industry. I think by telling a plethora of people, um, it's like they might not be suitable, but I'm sure they might know someone who is. And that's the point. It's who might they tell rather than what might they do about it. If I tell my mom, like, she's not going to go buy a font, but <laughs> if she truly thinks what we're doing is valuable, she's going to tell all the creative people she knows.
0: Right. And she might meet somebody and then she could tell, she could be that, those yeah. wings to tell. Yeah,
1: and then suddenly they tell people in the industry and, and that kind of thing. But
0: All right, so Doc had a question. Is that good okay. enough, Brian? Brian is like my Vanna. He usually, <laughs> like, pops up my, uh, if somebody, to like a Seth Godin book or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm Steph? sure I
1: just butchered Seth Godin there. No, no. that's my personal thought. <laughs> he emailed.
0: Back. He emailed me back one time, which it's I was crazy. like, I, I took a screenshot of it. It's in a presentation because I was so blown away that he did that. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's so, crazy. Yeah. yeah so, um, Doc says, is there a time frame that this needs to happen within? Meaning, commenting back on somebody. So sometimes yeah, I've yeah. come across comments a while mm-hmm. after it was left. What would you do in that case?
1: Okay, so. There's two parts to this answer. There is doing what I know works and there's doing what I do now. So what I do now is I get to them when I can. That's Mm. because currently I have a company that's established and doing well, and I have a team that lets me keep on top of things. And so for me, my comments that I deal with are on my Instagram and I'm aligning my effort there with my goals. So right now I'm prioritizing time with my girlfriend time to rest, and I'm fitting in the comments where I go. So at the minute, I feel guilty about this because it doesn't align with my ethos, but I'm leaving it like a week, but I'm still getting back to every person. Um, but what I did when it really worked with Design Cuts was as quickly as humanly possible. So we had a rule, and, and this still is the rule within the company, but when I was doing it, I said I will get back to every single person within 24 hours, no matter wow. No matter what including weekends. So that's why I was working 18 hours a day. And that's why I would fall asleep on my keyboard at three in the morning. And I would pick myself up, slap myself in the face to wake myself up because I knew if I fell asleep, Bob in America would not hear back within 24 hours. He'd hear back in 28 hours. And I took mm-hmm. it that seriously. And that can be quite a good tip. If you set yourself such a specific timeframe or rule or whatever, and you don't break it, it kind of forces you to step up. So, but... Um, and it, sorry, just just very quickly, Diane. So, what I what I did was, um, that was the rule, but often I actually did it in real time. So, Dustin has joked about this with me. In the early days with him, he was like, you must never have slept. And I've had a lot of big designers say this, and but it worked. I would get back to them like three minutes after they sent their email because I just lived in my inbox whilst doing 15 other jobs. I was like frenetic, manic state, of Mm. just getting the sting off the ground, not really sleeping, highly caffeinated. Um, So I know from experience that works. I can say that works. People appreciate hearing back quickly. People appreciate you really engaging. They generally don't like to wait, I think. Um, And in a past life, I would always, I'd leave it and I'd make excuses and I'd delay it and that kind of thing. But when you're really, really on the ball, that works. The caveat being that I did that and I put myself in hospital. So i I used to preach that's how it should be done. Like that's the way to go. I think, it. I think it is in terms of what gets results, but I think it's not in terms of killing yourself, which is never a good thing. So you've right. got to find the balance. So, that's quite long an answer, but hopefully. No, I
0: think that's yeah. good. But, but so he shouldn't, I think would doc, I, I would say answer when, answer them, even if it's been a while, if you just come across an old yeah. comment, because it's still reaching out because otherwise it's that, you that per- so I always think about me like if I re- leave a comment on somebody's YouTube, mm-hmm. like Ian's really good at this. Ian's really like I'll be like I like this video and I'll leave yeah. one comment and he's like thanks Diane and I'm like and I, so I think you should use their name when at all
1: possible. Think think of the ten. How close to the ten can you get? Right. And saying thanks Diane is better than thanks, and saying thanks is better than an emoji, and an emoji is better than nothing. Right. So how far can you push it? and can he say, thanks, Diane, and then go and comment on your latest post. Because if he did that, you'd be five, 10, 20 times more likely to engage again the next right. time. And that's how it works, because it's reciprocal.
0: But I also have left comments, and then later on somebody gets back to me, I'm actually fine with it. Like I'm still feel blessed that they commented, mm-hmm. You know that they said, thanks, Diane, or something like.
1: A hundred percent. And I think it's so important to get back to people um because i put myself in a very insecure mindset thinking about this i think of any time where i don't know maybe i was like 13 years old and i messaged a girl on msn messenger and i didn't hear back and it crushed me or like i someone i looked up to and followed on facebook i left them a comment and they never bothered getting back to me and that really sucks so for us it might just be oh I i didn't have time for like those four comments but for those people you never know it's like well maybe they'll never comment again because you didn't bother Like they spend all the time to engage with your comment, give you honest feedback, support, whatever it might be, and their attention, most crucially, and you didn't even acknowledge it. And so I think whether you do it in a day or a week or a month, I think if you possibly can, you should prioritize that perhaps ahead of certain other things.
0: Right. Well, so then Jason has a question. My podcast gets roughly 2,000. Oops, Oh, boogers. When it re- rolls up, it's hard to keep going, reading. Sorry. My podcast gets roughly 2,000 listens per week over overall. And new awesome. episodes are about 1,000 a week. Mm-hmm. But growth and feedback or engagement is stagnant. How do I get true fans to help spread the word?
1: Austin. I think um, I think really it's – you have to understand that most people, even if they are true fans, won't. It's, the, it's just the nature of it. If You could do a whole episode saying, hey, guys, you listen every week. Hopefully, I've given you value. If I have, share. Um, yeah, so Jason just said, like, yeah, he has. So he's asked. So um, I would say outside of asking, lower the barrier to doing so to make it easier, have certain shareable widgets or whatever, but to to be honest, the real answer is, you just got to up your distribution. If if you've plateaued, um, either it's not, and I don't want to sound harsh here, but either it's not like quite unique or special enough to be spread by word of mouth infinitely, and most stuff isn't. Like we're in a similar boat with the honest designers. Like we have a decent sized audience, but it's not like it's doing that and going viral. Um, I'm sure if the podcast was saying, hey, like here's spelled out the cure for cancer, people right. would spread that everywhere. Um, so I think unless you start doing something like wildly disruptive, then even getting your true fans to naturally spread that and grow and grow and grow is very difficult. I think the reality for most people, even when you're putting out good value, it's just that you have to chip away at it. You have to be consistent. And ultimately, if you want to grow, you have to up your distribution game. So you have to work out how to get in front of other people's audiences. Mm-hmm. And really yeah, that's that's the key to growth, I think.
0: And I also think for me, Jason, when I've done a series, people will invest in that series and it tends to so that's why I've tried to work in two new series for next year in the first quarter. So that it's something that's I don't know, that that tended That worked well. And I do think partnering with people is really important, like having people that, but I also just believe just from what Tom's telling me right now, it's about finding new people that I could start relationships with that maybe have come or maybe haven't come, but they Mm -hmm. have liked something and then starting that conversation with them because you never know um, what that might mean to them right that day, you know, yeah, what it mean, will mean to you as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I just saw Jason's reply there. So absolutely what he's talking about there is distribution. So if, uh, again, in, in, if this call led to something to do at the conference, that is getting in front of a new audience, right, which would be awesome. Uh, this call right now, we have a certain number of listeners and maybe 80% of them, got the sound of it, already know the podcast, but maybe the 20% who don't go and check it out. So we just picked up a handful of new listeners that way. And it's just like piece by piece by piece. And I think most people don't think about the distribution or they don't allocate much effort to it. They produce the content and then kind of sit back and they're like, great, or they produce the content and kind of do a couple of going through the motions. Okay, I, I did that and I posted it on Facebook. And if I'm being honest, that is what our problem's been with The Honest Designers. It's a great show, it has a loyal audience. It's not growing like an absolute weed because we put out the episode, we do a Facebook post and, and that's it. So you have to you have to really align your expectations with the distribution effort you you put in if i stopped all my day to day work and spent 10 hours a day doing nothing but knocking on digital doors getting people to shout about the podcast and then it would grow right but.
0: right and i also think jason you just can't give up so this is this is part of where um, and doc said, part of Jason is that you have taken on the task of championing the smaller, smaller artists. The reach we have is nominal. And I'm stoked to when I get more than three people to react to anything that he tweets. It's also, you know, then it's just about timing. If you really want, if really is reach is the thing, then you need to be adding more time to that as well as f- figuring out where, where your audience is. And then, cause I think there's. There's stuff to figure out with that,
1: you know, platforms. I've got another angle actually uh, for Jason here. So I actually think it's more rewarding to Mm. push for more engagement with your current audience than to necessarily grow it because why, why is your main focus growth? You've got 2000 people or a thousand for a new episode. That's a lot of people. That's amazing. Most people don't hit that, but rather than being satisfied with that or working on what you have, it's like, okay, I've got to hit the next thing. And that's going to continue forever. And hopefully what I've demonstrated with the example of growing the Design Cuts community is actually if you stop worrying about growth and you focus entirely all your efforts on the people you have currently and just think, how can I do like special gestures for them? How can I make Mm. them smile? How can I create like a little sense of community and, and just do regular things that kind of bring those people together? Then I think that's when it starts to get traction. But when you're constantly thinking of, Oh, I need to hit that next growth plateau. um, It doesn't seem to be a mindset that's actually conducive for hitting it. Ironically.
0: Right. I totally agree. And I've been, I've been, it's been a struggle. I think for five years, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you think Kim and I have talked about this plenty where you want, you wish I was at this number, but really she said the same thing. She's like, well, it's more than somebody who's just starting and it's those people are committed to you, you know, and, and yeah. they are, and, and those people are invested in you or in your company or whatever it is <laughs> that you're doing. It doesn't just have to be about a podcast. It's that that's a, they've invested that time in that relationship, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that because actually by chasing constant growth, you are assigning more value to strangers who you don't know and who've given you nothing than you are to the people who already support you. And I think that's inherently wrong. It's like when you get a phone contract and the new customer gets the killer offer, but the existing customer gets forgotten about. So I think, yeah, by by putting your attention into what you already have, that ultimately is the key.
0: So as you scale, because I would love to have you back and talk because I'm going to do a, a series that's on scaling your business because I feel like going yeah. from you and these other two guys or girls or whatever they were, the other people then you because you have a bigger team now how many yeah. people
1: uh i think it's 10 now
0: okay so 10 that's that's huge really for going from tom to 10 is pretty big so yeah. what are things and I, we can get into this later because i think you said you'd do that series with me um or if not i'm making you commit. no no
1: of course <laughs> commit me commit me up <laughs>
0: Okay, but um, and I think maybe this seems like a stupid question, but because you really value relationships, I feel like when you're looking for, because I, when you're adding people in, it has to be a culture <laughs> fit, right? It,
1: yeah, I just saw that comment from Brian. <laughs> I am <I'm> listening.
0: <laughs> I like that, Brian. Um, so, what are some characteristics that you look for, like in in an employee, or and mm-hmm. granted, everybody's coming in with different skill sets, so. Maybe yep. it's not one of those, but it's something that they, they might value overall.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, tough one. I think the, the specific skills, the jobs vary, obviously, based right. on the role in terms of personality. Um, I, I would say loveliness with a hint of weirdness or geekiness. Um, so we want people to be very kind empathetic naturally very nice people we're very kind of we, we don't go for the corporate thing or the salesy thing at all so that kind of lone wolf out for myself like we're like the mm-hmm. antithesis of that um, and I think having that little quirk or something something a bit weird or a bit geeky um, it's probably telling because I think often the team is an extension of your own personality so probably mm-hmm. means I'm a weirdo um, but uh but yeah, I, I I would say that. And
0: do you yeah. ask p- people in an interview what kind of things they are super interested in, or some su- sort yeah. of outside? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we have asked like, can you tell us something quirky about you, or you know, something like that? And people come out with all kinds of stuff, and it, it lightens the mood. So it's not the boring, uh, normal interview questions. It suddenly you're talking about how they're into white water rafting, and you never <laughs> would have guessed that. <laughs> right.
0: So I don't want to end without talking about the daily Tom, because this is a way for people to connect with you and to really get to know you because you've been doing these and you're, are you, do you have a commitment is a hundred days or is it a whole year or is it just a number of days?
1: No commitment. (laughs) I I, I want to keep doing it. I've already broken my commitment of doing it every weekday, um, which I'm really annoyed at myself about, but again, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to prioritize health um right now which i think is more important so right now i'm kind of doing uh i think two a week two or three weeks something like that and i just want to keep doing it and i think the funny thing is i'm not thinking about um the next phase or how do i grow this thing and if i was i'd be putting more strategy like i know what to do to get something like this off the ground but i'm not doing it because that's not my goal i'm doing it to prove consistency to myself i'm doing it so i get more natural on video um, and already like that, that stuff adds up. I did a best man speech for my little brother's wedding recently. And I used to be horrendous with public speaking and it was actually fine. And I think it's cause I jump on a podcast now and speak incessantly for an hour every week and, and all that stuff kind of helps. Um, and I think the cool thing about little series and social media stuff like this is if you look and think, how would I feel if it all went away? That's quite telling. So, mm. I might not have a big following or anything, but I know my videos have made me more human to a lot of our partners. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, there are people who comment regularly. I I know a girl who started doing a video series herself on the back of seeing mine. And so there's all these little threads where it's not a big thing. It's a very, very small thing uh, with very limited reach. But I feel good about it. Um, I feel feel like it's mine. And so, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it as long as I have something to say.
0: You inspired me to do one this week. I was like, well, maybe if Tom does it, I'm not going to do it every day, but I did. I was like, I, hey, guys, I just, I'm just i going to do something different. We're going to have two people this week.
1: I need and, to see that. I think Instagram's dumb algorithm hid that from me. I'm oh, going to go check that out on I'll, your profile.
0: I'll tag it. I'll tag you in it. But <laughs> cool. I, I think that um, it's just kind of they're very honest. They're very real. So one of the things is like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'd say every day. Cause it's like, I would run out of things. So mm-hmm. how do you come up? Like, do you just have, you're writing on your hand sometime in the day? Like I'm going to talk about this or how do you come up with it? And is it any time in the day or is it usually towards the end? Uh,
1: it's, it's normally towards the end, which is not great. Cause that's when I'm, I'm kind of rushing around. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I don't plan them. I feel better now. I'm not doing them every day. Cause when mm-hmm. I was, I would sit there and be like, okay, what do I say today? <laughs> Cause I have, I have three and a half minutes and then I'm going to be shot if I don't make it home for dinner kind of thing. Um, so now it would just be like, it will either be something that happened during my day that triggered that thought or, or I just think of something and be like, yeah, I'll just put it out there.
0: So do you and do it right, thing? right then when something happens? Like, Oh my goodness. You know,
1: well, I normally do it like in here when the team's gone home. Okay. Um, But yeah the first one and i talked about this in the first video in the series i sat on the bed and i think it took me an hour and i did about 50 (laughs) takes and i felt so hideously self-conscious and and it it, it was awful i felt so uncomfortable and embarrassed and i was thinking what what if people judge me and all this for a stupid little instagram video and now i'll just be like say something put it out and not give it a moment's thought and that's empowering is even though it's such an innocuous small thing, it's pushing outside your comfort zone, which always makes you stronger.
0: You know what the one I really liked? It wasn't even a video. It was that you were like, I'm too embarrassed to do this on the train. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. I love that you shared that. Like, I I think that that's re- really real. And mm. instead of like just being, oh, I was on the train, I'm going to think of something else. It's that, that you let us in. And I think... Yeah,
1: well, that's what social is about, right? Mm-hmm. And... And I think when we're talking about reach, um, it is often more than you realize. I think a lot of people see your stuff and don't engage. And that might feel annoying, but it doesn't mean they don't see it. Like I, I was up in Brixton in London with my best friend having dinner uh, a couple of months ago. And some guy I hadn't seen in five years, who was kind of an acquaintance who I used to get drunk with, came up and was like, oh, love the Instagram videos. He just like, walked past and recognized me. And I was like... I don't even know you anymore and you're watching my videos. It's it's kind of crazy how many people it can reach and you don't even realize.
0: Yeah. It, it's, I mean, there's a beauty to social media. There's a beauty to the internet. And I'm so thankful that I have it because now I'm friends with you and I'm friends with a bunch of people in here that I wasn't friends cool. with before. But it's, there's a bad part, but a lot of people use do bad things on the internet, right? They'll say bad things about other people or kind of like tear people up. And I just don't engage in those. That's just me personally. And you know, I think whatever with that. But I also feel like it's such a powerful tool to lift people up. And I think that that's I'm I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing. And, and it's nice that you it's friend that you hadn't seen in five years, past and said, hey man, I like the Instagram videos, you know?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I might need to run, unfortunately. Yes, moment. I do too, so. I know you do too. But, um, yeah, like, I guess on this topic, and perhaps on a closing note, I would genuinely, I would much rather have this relationship with you and getting to know each other, and I feel like we can help each other in so many ways, than, than 100,000 strangers who don't engage, and uh, I, I don't care about that number but this is what it's about is like two humans who mm-hmm. genuinely can like get on and do stuff together and create awesome stuff. Like that's what it's about. I think
0: for sure. So I want to make sure everybody knows how to get in touch with you. So one, you guys should go to designcuts.com. That's just regular design. dot com. And then you can always go to honestdesigners.com And then Which you can will
1: be revamped soon. Cause it doesn't look good right now.
0: <laughs> It'll be red soon. And then, then we'll know it's revamped. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also you can follow Tom at Tom Ross media, T O M R O S S M E D I A. So, Thank you, Tom, so much. And just so you guys know, I did two this week, so there's none next week. I don't have a whole backlog so I because I do them live. Um, again, feel free uh, to email me. You can email me at you.com. At next week, I'm at a conference in Columbus, Ohio. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, and maybe you want to eat dinner or lunch, I'd love to see you. I don't drink coffee, but you can drink coffee, and I can have a Diet Dr. Pepper or a water. So hit me up. And I will talk to you guys soon. And Tom, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It,
1: it was such a pleasure. I really, really appreciate you having me on. You're an absolute star, Dan. So, yeah, I appreciate your time. Everyone who tuned in, really, really appreciate it as well. And seriously, hit me up with anything, whether it's just a chat, any question. I promise I will live up to the stuff I preach today. I will <laughs> go out of my way to try and help you out with whatever it is
0: all right well bye guys we'll see you next week or two weeks and then that's nick sloggett so he's works for uber yeah. and he also has gone to creative south so just a really really good guy moved from uh, i think he was in texas colorado to texas to california working for uber he's a ux ui and he's a creative director now so it'll be kind of a different uh take on all that stuff so anyway we'll Amazing. see you guys in two weeks
1: thanks guys